Wanda Maximoff will be the villain of Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and she's gonna do it because her love vision is not the good guy she thought. He's also a villain. Avengers versus their own teammate, Hulk, who is out of control. It's the worst case scenario. A villain is turned by Janet Van Dyne, or should I say Janet Von Doom. Welcome back to New Rockstars, guys. There has been a secret villain hiding in plain sight in the MCU this whole time. And I'm not talking about uncomfortable costumes that are just a bit too tight, but really, we like them that way. This is Rogue Theory, the podcast that brings you the wildest, nerdy hot takes on the topics that you cannot stop arguing about. I'm Marina Mastros, and with me today to pitch the roguest of theories are New Rockstars' own Eric Voss. Hello, everyone. How are you, Eric? Oh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm ready to go rogue. How's the dungeon? Uh, just as musky and toxic as normal. Great, perfect. We're giving you a little oxygen today. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also with us is America's uncle, Tommy Bechtol. Here he Hello. is. Hello. Yes. My parents. Okay. <laughs> my parents say I'm a late starter, but that's okay. Plenty of time to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time ever, guys, yeah. one of my dearest, closest, funniest friends, f the rest of you guys. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> we deserve Is that. my good friend and very highly qualified nerd, Hector Navarro. Woo! Thank you guys so much. Uh, Marina, it's so great to be able to um, try and make you laugh, which I guess has just been our relationship for over 10 years, <laughs> just me always constantly trying to make you laugh. So here we go. Let's see if I still got it. Succeeding at it. The last time we were on a computer, you were hosting and I was a guest, and it's That's just true. as fun. That's yep. true. Thank you for having me. And well, of Hector, course. it's so great to have you on New Rockstars, finally. We've been such a big fan of your work for a while, and I don't know what's taken so long, but you're here now, and we're so happy. Making it happen. Only had to be a global pandemic for yeah. it to work out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Here we go. First thing, the major thing we're talking about today is the, who is the secret MCU villain? So... The MCU currently has a villain vacuum, all right? There's a big cartoon portable hole on the wall that's, there's something missing, right? So among the many theories and rumors is some speculation that a character that we already know as a hero or like a neutral supportive character will get revealed to be secretly evil the whole time. Okay, so I'm not talking about guys like Mordo. We already know that he's gonna turn on Doctor Strange. We saw that in the um, end credit scene. And Secretary Ross is already kind of a villain, so he doesn't count. Taskmaster will be unmasked as one of the good guys of Black Widow. Probably, so yeah. none of that. That's all disqualified. Okay. So I want you guys to go super rogue here. Which non-villain MCU character has been lurking in the shadows as a villain this whole time, Eric? So let's rewind the clock a year, my friends. What happened about a year ago? A happier ago, time. A much happier yeah. time where it seemed like there was a bit of a future to the cinematic universe rather than one that's endlessly delayed. Well, there was a, uh, a glorious panel at Comic-Con in which we saw uh, a whole bunch of the MCU Phase 4 titles that were coming up in the pipeline. And then he brought out Scott Derrickson to do the... Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness panel. And there was like a surprise entry where he brought out Elizabeth Olsen once more, who was there earlier for WandaVision, who said that her show, WandaVision, is going to tie directly into Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. What if what we were really seeing there, my friends, was the villain of the Doctor Strange sequel? I think WandaVision will establish Wanda Maximoff will be the villain of Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and she's gonna do it because her love vision is not the good guy she thought. He's also a villain. So, Ooh. how is this gonna work out? I, I'm definitely not the first person to speculate that uh, Wanda Maximoff might turn crazy and evil, right? A lot of people have been saying that, but here's how I think specifically how it will happen. So, Is it because you've always hated Vision? Oh, yes, that's true. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> Eric, what? Every one of my oh, theories. Benny? Oh, welcome to New Rockstars, Hector. Every episode I work at some hate on Vision. I just think he's boring. And, and all of my theories, in a way, are just trying to like reveal a deeper, more interesting layer to the character that I hope is there. 
Uh, but so here's here's my theory for this. I think uh, in WandaVision, we're going to see her trying to like resurrect her old love. She's going to try to like flip through different realities where she has like a stable, happy family home. And she's going through different sitcom realities because, you know, growing up as a kid uh, of television, as we all were, we associated good family values with things like Full House and Roseanne and, and, and uh, I Love Lucy, whatever it is. Uh, so uh, I think that's what she's trying to do. It's chaotic. It's nuts. We're going to get some hints toward um, like Mephisto and Agatha and we're going to go into some dark stuff. But she's going to find out something about Vision that's really going to set her off. And we're going to rewind to the events of Age of Ultron in which there was that final showdown between Vision and Ultron. And what was Vision originally conceived to be but a future host body for the Ultron OS? Right. In that moment where he zapped Ultron, some of Ultron got imprinted on Vision and buried deep down inside of his source code so that the the character that Wanda loved all this time had a, had a bit of trace of Ultron's DNA, Ultron's digital personality. Ooh. Ultron is the root of Vision's personality and he's just been masquerading this whole time as this kind of like altruistic figure. Vision is the child uh, successor that, that Ultron conceived. His vision was successful. That's what vision really means. <laughs> and then... Uh, Wanda's gonna figure this out in the course of WandaVision. It's just gonna enrage her. It's gonna set her off. This character who I thought I ripped his heart out in Age of Ultron, I've been holding his heart in my hand in a figurative way ever since, and she's gonna lose it. She's gonna get so enraged, and she's gonna say, this multiverse, and it's all gonna go into a tailspin of madness, and it's gonna be on Doctor Strange to try to get a handle on it in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and, and... Fight against someone who should be a fellow Avenger, but have to conquer her in a way that doesn't destroy her, but preserves the multiverse in a stable way that hopefully will have, um, you know, Deadpool and the other mutants in it. Hey. I I like that. There's a comic book precedent to that, so I have no choice but to stand. Please, so Hector, it, please elaborate. It bums me out. It bums me out. I mean, it, it's there's been multiple stories where what Eric's describing comes to fruition, right? What's the worst case nightmare scenario for Vision? Like he opens his mouth and a big old Ultron ball pops out and Ultron's like, psych, I've been here the whole time. And it's just like, it's such a bummer. And yes. and I do think that there's a strong possibility that, and I don't want to say villain. I don't want to say villain, but I think that Wanda Maximoff is going to end up being a major threat mm. in the MCU. And I feel like in retrospect, when you read comic books with Scarlet Witch going crazy and losing her grip on reality, some of it can seem a little bit tone deaf. Some of it can seem like, yeah. oh, it's a real bummer that you took a very powerful female character right. and reduced her to like, she's crazy because she lost her babies. Yeah. She's yeah. hysterical. But I think that there's really interesting stuff that can be done with the character and her power level and her grip on reality that will still let her be a threat, but then still let her come out a hero. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And I think the best villains are ones that are threats more than just like evil demons, yeah. you know, ones that like can be contained and defeated in other ways that aren't just like, I'm going to explode you now. Yes. And it's more dynamic because you can't just, like you said, you can't just explode them. You you can't kill her. Like you still have to somehow contain her. It's a, it's more dramatic and a, more of a conflict yeah. than just like, let's explode her. Yeah. Although. Explode as a verb is just like, let's explode it. Let's explode it. And hey, who's better at doing that than Doctor Strange? He's like the one right. hero we've seen in these movies who didn't just like kill his person. He figured out a creative way to like trap him in a time loop and and bring him to heal that way. So like this guy knows how to heal in other ways. He's the ultimate physician. He's a doctor. Yeah, he. this is Doctor Strange. <laughs> lots of this. Lots of this. Um, Eric, that's a great theory. And um, so for your rogies, guys, I have these little fun decorative stones. They're nice Aww. and pretty. Oh, um, great. So, ah, they're dropping everywhere. Um, Eric, your color of decorative stones is green. Okay? okay. And you get two of them for that very solid theory. So here you go. What do they turn into? Oh, my two favorite uh, little dudes, uh, Mr. Meeseeks and Dancing Groot. And he Yay. I realize when I sway with him, you can't tell that he's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hector, why don't you crush Eric with your much better theory? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do think Vision is a cool character. Okay, let me give it a shot. <laughs> I believe that a current MCU hero 
that could turn into a villain slash threat, villain slash threat, is a character who I think is not at the end of his evolution, but somewhere in the middle. And I think people need to think about where else this character can go. And I'm talking about one who's been with us since almost the beginning, 2008, played by a different actor. And now he is the (laughs) wonderful Mark Ruffalo. I'm talking about Hulk. Okay, so again, let's go to the end of the last Avengers movie, Avengers Endgame, where Hulk, because he was made with gamma, he had it in his blood, Mm -hmm. was the only one strong enough to be able to snap everybody back into existence. He saved the universe, but dude fried his arm. And even in the final battle when he was fighting with everybody, he still had a fried arm. And at the end when he was helping with the time machine to send Chris Evans back in time, he had a fried arm and it was in a sling. The dude is hurt. And normally the Hulk has the greatest, even better than Wolverine, healing factor where Mm -hmm. the Hulk can just bounce back. So my theory is this. At some point in the future, and I also want to give a shout out to my buddy, Mr. Augustine Rios, who originally pitched this to me where he was like, I think it's going to be Hulk. And I went, oh my God, you're right. Oh my God, you're right. And here's why. That's what great. happens What happens at the end of Avengers Endgame, he, he hurts himself, right? Banner is a scientist who's constantly tw- working on himself, tweaking mm-hmm. himself. We've seen sort of different evolutions of Hulk up to this point. And the smart Hulk, the Professor Hulk, was sort of where he became enamored with the idea of like embracing the Hulk. Well, now, in an effort to try to heal himself, and while still tweaking on the sort of Hulk formula that's, that is himself now, he is going to unleash a savage Hulk. He's going to go f- too far the other end and create a threat for the Marvel Universe where we may get pieces of the storyline World War Hulk, where we're going to get... This is the reason why the remaining Avengers, I'm talking Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Ant-Man, Wasp, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, whoever's left, is going to need to sort of team up again, and this is an Avengers-level threat. The villains who crop up in each individual movie, they're always going to be compelling, they're always going to be interesting, but the great thing about these big comic book crossover movies is that when you get to a, a concept that's as juicy as like Iron Man versus Captain America, you yeah. can't top it. Avengers versus their own teammate, Hulk, who mm-hmm. is out of control. It's the worst case scenario. The thing that he's always feared is he really loses it. And by that point, hopefully, we can even get, uh, uh, hopefully, we'll see some of the She-Hulk TV show that they're going to put on Disney+. Yeah. Plus To sort of expand the Hulk family, if you will. We may mm-hmm. get other supporting characters. We may bring back Liv Tyler as Betty. We may bring back... You know, uh, I definitely want to bring back General Ross and maybe he'll turn into a Red Hulk or something to sort of combat the, 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 the main Bruce Banner Hulk that we know. But at the end of the day, his threat is going to become too powerful and too dangerous for the world. And he will even maybe even ask his Avengers allies to come and like take him out. And that's going to be a compelling story. That could be a story that I think would be worthy enough for like a, a final Mark Ruffalo film. I'm not saying he's got to die. But it's almost like a retirement movie storyline for him. Yeah. You know, the same way Chris Evans got one, Robert Downey Jr. I say you can give one to Ruffalo. If he can't have his own movie, do it in an Avengers movie to yeah. really focus the time on Hulk. I mean, Scarlett Johansson got her own Black Widow movie, even though her character died. And like, you know, Hawkeye's getting his own TV show. Where's the love for the Hulk? Give us that love in an Avengers movie and make it heartbreaking to where, like, we don't want to see the Hulk doing this, and he doesn't want to be doing it either. But you know what? And you know what? We might even be able to get, like, a little evolution of, like, he goes Gray Hulk. He goes, mm. you know, like, uh, uh, different versions of the Hulk Ooh. that we see kind of rapid fire in one yeah. movie. And uh, and it could end with the Avengers having to take him out or save the day. And he'll still live at the end, and he could be secretly, like, back to a hitchhiker. You think he dies, the world thinks that Bruce Banner's dead but he secretly lived because he's a hero. It sounded like you were doing the Jurassic Park theme song. (laughs) (laughs) It is Universal. So that's how Universal is going to take over the Hulk franchise. They're going to send him to Jurassic World (laughs) and it will become Indominus Rex versus Hulk. (laughs) That's great. That's great. And also it kind of addresses it or like satisfies one of the complaints about Endgame, which is, like, the Hulk became kind of weak, or not weak, but, like, lesser, less of a threat. Like, he was too in control, and so people were like, where did he go? Where did he go? And so if your theory is correct, and he comes back and we see him at full strength again, where he is the most dangerous thing out there. Yeah. I would love to see a storyline where he gets so powerful and so scary 
But all the fanboys that were complaining about Endgame, they go, yeah. no, I want Smart Hulk back. This dude is scary. He's too spooky. He's too strong. Because the Hulk was, to me, a hero in Avengers Endgame, but I totally understand the, the criticism of people being like, I wanted to see him Hulk out. Yeah. I want to see him Hulk out. You know, Thanos beat him up. He didn't get to beat up Thanos. And I'm thinking, well, the victory was... He brought back half of all life right. in the universe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guys, strongest one not there enough is. For but, you. but listen, Marvel Studios, they're going to have their cake and eat it too. They will deliver a big, powerful, strong, out-of-control Hulk. Mm-hmm. It should be a good story. Then it could be Mark Ruffalo's last major Hulk appearance. Yeah. And then, then we're ready for She-Hulk. Then we're ready for Amadeus Cho. Then we're ready for Red Hulk. Yeah. And say, bring the rest of them on. Nice. That's great. Um, Hector, you get uh, your decorative stones are red. And you get three of them, buddy. Oh my gosh, yeah. wow. What do they Crazy. turn into? The candles behind you? Whoa, they turn into these candles. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. I didn't I didn't have these behind me, but now I have three decorative stone wow. candles. Thanks, Marina. I'm going to put them right back where they were. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm keeping track of the score. You don't have to. Cool, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Pier 1 employees oh. can be, be real mad if you move those candles around. Yeah. yeah. They He's... need me out of here by 6. So. <laughs> yeah, that is not Hector's house. He's not supposed to be there. Well, same for Tommy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tommy, Unky yes. Tommy. Yes. What, what do you have to, what do you think? Ah, uh, what do I think? Well, uh, I, have, uh, I have a real whopper of a theory mm. here. Uh, not to build it up too much, but this one's really going to blow your minds, guys, because <laughs> the uh, my, my person goes from hero to villain in a really shocking way because we met her first as Catwoman years ago in the film Batman Forever. But I've got Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet Van Dyne pulling Ooh. the heel turn in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So let's go wow. back and remember where... We, what our involvement with Janet Van Dyne to this point, uh, which has been strictly professional, much to my chagrin. In the MCU, Janet Van Dyne was uh, she was lost <laughs> in the quantum realm for 30 years. That's yeah. a long time. I mean, that's more than I've been alive for, Link. Uh, it's theorized <laughs> that uh, at some point she must have found her way to one of the... Uh, the uh, cities in the quantum realm. What we don't know is what she did while she was there, and we don't know who she met. So I think a big reveal in the movie Ant-Man 3 is going to be a villainous turn by Janet Van Dyne, or should I say Janet Von Doom. Keep the monogram. You do not have to change the initials. The towels (laughs) remain. The bathrobe remains. (laughs) The bowling ball remains because JVD is still in business. Jean-Claude Van Damme could also steal all of her monogram goods and it would still be in play. So here's how I think that is going to happen. While she was in the quantum realm, she was taken prisoner by uh, by Dr. Doom, who has either been banished there or is traveling there because he likes to because he's Dr. Doom. He's Omega. He can do whatever he wants. He can frolic in the quantum realm. He can frolic in Syracuse, New York for all I care. He's Dr. Doom. So he's going to take her prisoner and there he's going to use one of two things either his mind transference power or Mm. his mind control power to get her to do his bidding what does he need janet van dyne to do i think it's no accident that scott lang found janet van dyne i think dr doom needed scott lang to find janet van dyne so that she can steal him particles for him, so I believe uh, uh, Janet will not necessarily be a true villain, and that their heart is bonus, but under mind control, will be doing the bidding of one Doctor Doom. The defense rests their case. Once again, Doctor Doom taking over people with mind control. There's comic book precedent, so I have no choice but to stand, even yes. though I don't Do like any of these plans because <laughs> it means our heroes will be taken over. But if it's in a comic book, I have no choice but to love it. Unconditionally, <laughs> Thank so you, and, well done. And, um, I, some fun, like um, proven evidence for Tommy's parallel there. Like when we first saw Janet Van Dyne, she was wearing that hood; her face was covered, and a lot yeah. of people at first like, "Shit, is this Doctor Doom?" And it's right. so similar that we used a thumbnail for a recent video where we kind of made it look like Doctor Doom was coming through a portal for the hood silhouette. We used Janet Van Dyne from Ant Man ah. the Wasp and just put two green eyes in there, and people are like, "Oh, that looks like Doctor Doom." We fooled ya. We got you. At the least, it's a visual homage to Doom, right? At least. At uh, least. Wow, wow. Um, Tommy, yes. Yes. that was excellent. And Thank your you. color of decorative stones. Yes. Uh, this, the only 
the only time there's going to be decorative stones used as rogies is when I'm hosting because I yes. just like have decorative like fun things around. Yes. And you boys will never have that except for Hector's candles. Uh, to Unky Tommy, you get two blue. Your color is oh! blue. Oh, all right. Uh, blue, my favorite. Decorative rogies. What do they yes. turn into? Oh, it. Uh, this is perfect. This turns into a copy of Maeve Binchy's Circle of Friends. And uh, <laughs> another, uh, a copy of uh, Frederick Backman's My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry. A <laughs> uh, retails for $16 from Simon and Schuster. <laughs> and it's firmly in league with Roald Dahl and Neil Gaiman, a touching, sometimes funny, often wise portrayal of grief. That's My Grandmother Asked Me to Tell You She's Sorry on sale at bookstores now. I that's am. great because the retail price for one of these stones is also $16. So that's a one-to-one. -one. Whoa. Perfect trade. Perfect trade. One-to-one <laughs> -one ratio right there. Yeah. Guys, before we uh, move on to round two, uh, Anki Tommy is yes. uh, going to help us thank our sponsors for today. I would love to thank our sponsors, all of which are as close to me as my own children. Let's start with my first thanks. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. And thanks for our friends at Manscaped for getting me through many what I would call troublesome grooming sessions. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. And again, you want that precision engineering. You don't want like an associate's degree engineer coming at you with a ball trimmer. You want someone who went to MIT. They spent 18 months designing the Lawnmower 3.0. 18 months. That's a year and a half. I can't. Let's say I started a book a year and a half ago. I'm not halfway through. These people revolutionized ball shearing. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the greatest body hair trimmer the world has ever seen. I'll tell you, they've got it everywhere. I talked to my friends in India, and they're going ham with the Manscaped 3.0, the Lawnmower 3.0. They love it. They love it. It's waterproof, which is great, because if you're not shaving your balls in the shower, you're not living life like a true, I would say like an original man. Like when man first walked the earth, they had to shave under waterfalls. It's just that's the only way they could get the hair to get off their bodies. So you can live that life with this waterproof 90-minute battery. And again, I want to emphasize like what I said last week. If you are shaving your balls for 90 minutes, see a doctor. There is something wrong <laughs> with you. You have what you I would call You need to claim normal. your award. It's time, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. You, yeah. First of all, give yourself a high five because you have the hairiest balls of all time. <laughs> Second of all, figure out what happened to get you to that point. 90 minutes is far too long. Also, I should mention there's an LED that's a light emitting diode light so that you can see what you're doing, which is good. Don't try doing it blind. For years, as a challenge, I shaved my balls blind, and it was bad. And I ended up having to go to the hospital many, many times. Don't be like me. They've also got quiet stroke technology. And there's 7,000 RPM trimmer motor. That's a scary number. 7,000 RPMs at your family jewels. It better be precision engineered. That's like a race car engine coming in to hedge your testicles, okay? Get 20% off free shipping right now with the code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code ROGUETHEORY. Now I want to give two gentle thumbs up to ShipStation. If you're an e-commerce seller, right now is a wild time. People are ordering things left and right. ShipStation is here to help. When new rock stars has tried to ship things in the past, it was confusing figuring out the logistics and the cost of everything. Philip would tell me, Tommy, you can't keep ordering visors. Visors are out of style. We don't make those. So we had a lot of trouble. Now, ShipStation helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping, and keep their customers happy, which I'm told, based on uh, all the economics classes that I took, that if you keep the customers happy, you will stay in business. Uh, they'll get you shipping rates normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. It's the fastest and easiest and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders and getting your product to happy customers, which as we said before, happy customer, happy business. ShipStation works with all major carriers and their interface brings your products together. Whether you're selling them on Etsy, Amazon, or your own website, ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, you can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code ROGUE. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture. Way better than cancel culture. I know I said that last week, but delivery culture, those people are brutal on Twitter. Get started at ShipStation today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Rogue. Do not try and sing into it. It's a fake microphone at the top of the page. Type in Rogue. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the offer code Rogue. ShipStation.com. 
Make ship happen. There are more reasons than ever why you might not be getting great sleep right now, but your mattress shouldn't be one of them. Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses made right here in America and shipped straight to your door with free, no-contact delivery. That means they don't sleep on them first, which is rare. Most mattress places, they sleep on them 72 hours, they roll around, they get their stink on them, and that's how they mark them. That's how they know how to service your mattress. you got to get your mattress changed every 3,000 miles. Free returns and 100-night sleep trial is all yours with Helix Sleep. Choose a mattress. Helix made a two-minute quiz, way too long, that matches your body type and sleep preferences. I'm kidding. If you can't take a two-minute quiz, reassess your life, okay? They made a two-minute quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Speaking of perfect body types and mattresses, Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about your Helix mattress? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I filled out this quiz, and yes. I uh, I got this Helix. It's like a queen size. It's a, It's like a dusk. Luke's or Lux or something. I feel like I'm being propped up. I have I have just the right amount of support, and it's like a, a nice little spring to it. So it's like it it's it doesn't make me want to roll over. It's like I'm already in the perfect like groove, you know. Like your yes. dream couch has your ass groove already baked in there. It like knows you. Right. This is yes. this is what I'm experiencing right now. Best sleep Wonderful. of my life. Best sleep of your life. Helix mattress was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick in the 2020 Mattress Oscars. Just kidding. It was by GQ, Wired Magazine, and Apartment Therapy, the holy trinity of mattress judges, guys, and by Tom Bechtold. I also rate it great, and there's only one person that needs to review my mattress because there's only ever been one person on it. I sleep alone eight years running. <laughs> Just go to helixsleep.com slash rogue theory. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Whether there's one person or ten, I don't know what you do with your spare time. Are you in a deca couple? Are you in a, a thruple? Are you in an octocouple? That's great. How fun for you. Must be nice to have that type of human contact. They have a ten-year warranty. Are we even going to live that long? That's house money, baby. And you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you will. And honestly, do you want to see the look in the Helix mattress delivery guy's eye when you send a child back to him? It's just heartbreaking. Keep the mattress. You're going to love it. I promise you. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress Ooh. orders and two free pillows. I only need one, like I said, so one of you might get one as a gift for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash rogue theory. That's helixsleep.com slash rogue theory. Good night. Bye, Tommy. Tommy just dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric. Will you tell us about the Discord? Oh, yeah. So all of you know that uh, every week we like to play Rogue Theory with our friends on Discord, our generous supporters there. And this week we asked them the question about this new Mutants trailer that just dropped during Comic-Con where we saw these creepy-ass smiley dudes with the razor teeth, no eyes. And so we just asked them, like, what the hell are those things? Like, what, how are they related to the story? What's the story behind them? And we had three really, really good theories. But the best one was our friend Gandalf, uh, uh, Dr. Adam Brashear, also known as, uh, had this awesome theory. He, he posts all kinds of great theories on our Discord. Uh, but this one was, was for Rogue Theory. And it was, he went into the ways that this will connect to the MCU, even if, like, they want to try to pull that card. Like, he talks about how, uh, he kind of used some of the things that I brought up in the trailer breakdown about how I theorize that these could be, like, manifestations of magics past trauma because it looked like they had some Russian prison tattoos on their bodies. So maybe it's, like, it's her demon bear that, like, gets manifested and shows she has to, like, conquer them. But, he, like, he found a way to, like, tie in Weapon X's history to this and how, like, you can bring in actual mutant history into the MCU and, like, uh, he, he ties in everything. It's like a master theory. So you gotta read this. You gotta join our Discord just to read the whole thing because he, he connected all the dots. It was awesome. He has a homeland chart on his wall. He must. He must. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Speaking of New Mutants, that poor movie already had a weird delayed history before coronavirus screwed up movie release schedules, and it was shot in 2017, but it had been pushed back multiple times due to reshoots and the Fox-Disney mergers. So many things have happened. They released new footage and did a Comic-Con at Home panel for the film last week, and it's scheduled loosely finger quotes to come out in theaters next month but who knows if that's gonna happen um so guys pitch me on if and how new mutants will ever be released oh i got this i i uh to me this troubled film is the perfect dance partner for a troubled platform this reeks 
of a Quibi joint, does it not? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. This is the. I mean this entirely Tommy. earnestly. Chop this movie up into five or six parts, twelve or Tommy. thirteen minutes long. Release it weekly. Why are people angry about this? Who is excited for this movie? Who even really knows how this movie is going to tie in? What kind of horrible patchwork are they going to have to do to make this make sense in the MCU? Why not just have it come out as this really, really, really expensive, star-studded, Quibi series and maybe get some Marvel cynical fanboys over to Quibi for a little bit where there's actually some decent content that people just refuse to watch? It's a win for Quibi. It's a kind of a loss, but at least a daring risk for Disney to try and do a little something with the quibs. First of all, Quibi should be pronounced Quibi because it's Quick Bites. It's not Quibbeats, Quibbeats, Quick Beats. So I'm going to say the New Mutants need to be needs to be out on Quibi yesterday. But I've always learned that two negatives make a positive, and I don't think this is any different, guys. Maybe I'm a dreamer. Maybe I'm just a guy that spends 90 minutes mowing his lawn with a Manscaped 3.0. Tommy, that's not what it's for, Tommy. Oh, uh, sorry. I call yeah. my I call my groin my lawn. I oh, okay. <laughs> Who would do that? Who would use that as a weird extended metaphor for their product? I don't yeah, know. That's yeah. Oh my god. Tommy. All right. Tommy. I can't. Yeah. I I I need to go next because I feel like I I I can't possibly come up with a better idea than to release this on quibi so let me just you can go next um i'm gonna give tommy uh two little little rogies because because here's why unky tommy yes because that was the worst idea i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) however however i'm giving you two full rogies because no one sells anything harder than unky tommy and you fucking convinced me you convinced me Wow. You convinced me. This uh, is huge Hector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Hector. Oh, boy. That one uh, tired me out. That stressed me out. <laughs> and I'm not even a shareholder in Quibi. That stressed yeah. me out. Um, I Listen, gang, I'm going to be real. I thought about this, and I just keep coming to the conclusion of, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for everybody involved. Yeah. I feel so bad for these people that made this movie. That was like, yeah, this would be part of the X-Men franchise. And it was like still a thing, you know, a couple years ago. I feel so bad for these actors that have grown into adults since they made this movie. I just, I have heard this argument online before. And I feel like I side with this side of the argument, which is people feel now so bad for New Mutants, the movie, that the one camp is going do a digital release. The Tommy camp is going put it on Quibi. (laughs) And... The one other camp is going, just let them have a theatrical release, even if it takes another 18 years. Like, let them, let, like, because, because if it's about the momentum of the X-Men franchise, that's gone. The moment has passed, certainly. So that's not going to help. So at this point, I say push it into 2021. Find a cool month for, like, a horror movie thing, maybe next October, you know, to kind of counter-programming for, like, Halloween kills or whatever. But... Just let them have their movie in theaters. Let it be the last remnants of the Fox era X-Men world. You know, don't put the type of pressure on it to be like, is it, is it going to tie into the MCU? It's probably not. It's just <laughs> like, you know, people are going to be disappointed in that way. I'm like, look, just push it a year. Put it in theaters. Whenever theaters are able to safely open, whenever we have a vaccine, whatever the thing is. And that will also give me a year's time to rewatch all the X-Men movies so that I'll be really ready <laughs> Really ready to watch New Mutants, which probably has nothing to do with the X-Men movies. But I just want to give them a theater, man. I feel so bad. That's <laughs> yeah. so true. Yeah. Fair enough. Huh? Yeah. That made, me, that made me feel sad for them. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah. It is sad. sad for those actors <laughs> making well, it's really hard to make. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Listen, they're well paid. They're all good-looking young actors. They've got their whole careers in front of them. I didn't see the Comic-Con panel, but apparently people that watched it, they were like, they're very clearly over-promoting this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, I bet they are. I bet they are. <laughs> oh, That's a real bummer yeah. that they have to keep doing that. So, yeah. Uh, great. Great job, Hector. Um, I'm giving you two uh, two more rogies. Um, there's, a, there's a giant candle behind you, which might turn count as two. <laughs> They turned into a green Sharpie and a thick black Sharpie. Wow. Thanks, Marina. Hey, hey, hey. Marina. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Thoughtful. And, and that's because 
you chose the safest route, right? <laughs> for, safe for all of us, like, right? Like, don't don't force it. Just, like, let us all be safe. And also, um, the kindest route. So that's why you get two rogues. Um, and also, I, I wanted to see everybody turn these into more things. Tommy, you didn't turn yours into anything, so what are oh, they? Oh, mine, actually, it's so funny, turned into a copy of The Mighty Miss Malone by... <laughs> Christopher Paul Curtis. Uh We are a family on a journey to a place called Wonderful, is the quote on the back. Uh, And then it also turned into the story of Arthur Trulove. Story of Arthur Trulove by Elizabeth Berg. Uh, Jane Hirschfeld says, Elizabeth Berg reminds us both of both the richness of any human life and the heart's needed resilience. So go ham, Jane. I guess you really liked it. Uh, (laughs) you know what's funny is that one of these i hope that this gets back to at least one of these authors yeah is that they're like you know someone's like you're on a rogue theory podcast on new rock stars for a book that you for for a book you wrote eight years ago yeah (laughs) yeah there's an amazon review that's like rogue theory sent me here (laughs) great By the way, guys, I want to point out the, the Mighty Miss Malone retails for only five dollars in paperback. So I mean, wow. that's something Ooh, I what a deal! Steal. Yeah. What a deal. Uh, Eric, when do you? How do you think this is going to come out, or should? All right, I I, I hear both arguments. Uh, well, I hear one of the arguments. Uh, sorry, Hector. <laughs> Quibby, Quibby is actually. <laughs> I see this going. No, no, no. I think we got to just release it on Disney Plus, right? I, I feel like this should have been there, uh, the moment of launch of Disney Plus. Now, the only argument against it I see is like, or there's two arguments. One, if this is like a Christopher Nolan style tenant movie that needs to be seen on a big screen, uh, and two, if like the actors or producers or directors or creatives, I would say, behind it really are counting on the back-end sales of that movie. It seems like this is the kind of movie where most of the people were paid up front. You know, at least the actors. Maybe Josh Boone had some deal with the studio. It's like, I get 10%. If so, give him the full new subscriptions for Disney Plus that come in as a result of it. Just give him yeah, all $7 yeah. of every, you know, a uh, million person who, who signs up as a yeah. result. Uh, I just think this doesn't seem like a movie that needs to necessarily be seen on big screen. You got, you know, uh, Arya Stark. You got uh, Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. Both of them are like small screen stars anyway. Yeah. Uh, and like, this is just like, an opportunity to get a ton more signups for Disney Plus so that when, like, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier drops, so that when uh, Mandalorian Season 2 drops, they're already there. Well, it's like, there's an opportunity to build out the app and, and create more of a demand because while Disney Plus seems to be doing well, it's nowhere near the market share that Netflix has. Netflix has already taken over the world. These other studios are just trying to get a slice of that pie. So, like, yeah. this is a chance for, like, Disney Plus to really grow its market share and uh, any profit that you make from it, just, like, make sure to give the creatives a cut of it because, like, yeah. they they will be missing out. Uh, make sure that they're taken care of is the only thing yeah. I, I really care about there. And, and the other thing, too, is Disney Plus has kind of been quietly putting... X-Men and Fantastic yeah. Four movies yeah, yeah, yeah. on there over the past couple weeks and months. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, you guys are you guys are reaching into that pile of movies that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of be fitting to be like, We've, you've seen X-Men Days of Future Past. You've seen Fantastic Four. Now it's New Mutants. We're the Marvel channel. but <laughs> Something you know, that sure. doesn't connect at all. <laughs> but, but hey, the pumps, pumps are primed. Pumps are primed. Right. Pumps are primed, <laughs> baby. It. Eric, that's great. Um, and I'm giving you three full... Damn it, three. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> three full rogies, Uh, because I have Disney Plus, so I will get to see it <laughs> yes. immediately. Yes. Oh. And when I'm judge, jury, <laughs> that's, what's, that's what counts. Uh, Perfect. Uh, Judge Shuri Coronado Law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, what did this turn into? Uh, Turns into my Chewbacca um, bobblehead from The Last Uh. Jedi, the only Star Wars film. Uh, And then turns into the board game Pandemic that used to be my favorite game, and now I'm too afraid to play. um, Because it's it's too realistic. But it did teach me. Eric, is this... Jumanji, your fault? Did you Jumanji us? <laughs> yes. I rolled Did you Jumanji eight. us playing Pandemic? Oh, no. oh, son of a... No, you sure. Jumanji'd us. 
You do my finish. Uh, finish the game, Eric. <laughs> yeah, finish Never. The game. Uh, because my third thing turns into my Pixar water bottle, which was given to me by um, my lovely girlfriend, Kelly, who works uh, at Pixar yeah. and uh, uh, was here the moment coronavirus uh, kicked in and everything shut down. So it really was my wish that she could stay mm. with me for the yeah. weekend that is still lasted. And uh, wow. I'm sorry, but it's been worth it. I, I won't wish you it back. Manjied yeah. us. I did. <laughs> I did. No regrets. Uh, guys, right now, uh, Eric and Hector are actually tied. Ooh. With Tommy uh, so close behind. So close. And really just a, just a quibby length point. away. Just, just a quibby length away. Just a quibby behind. Just a quibby, guys. But don't worry. What, we will determine the winner, and, and it's going to f***ing be Hector no matter what. <laughs> okay. Uh, with... Our round of rogue questions, which are rapid fire. So, are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Here we <laughs> go. Question number one. Natalie Portman said in an interview that she's going to try to get jacked for Thor 4. <laughs> what character in the MCU would you most be surprised to see show up in crazy good shape? I'm going to say Hank Pym. Like, yeah. he's, he's been so oh, obsessed yeah. with seeing uh, the digital effects people um, yep. reduce his age. So he's like, I mm-hmm. want to do that for real. And he just has, like, that J.K. Simmons jacked bod in the next movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say Groot. I'm going to say if Groot showed up, ripped, <laughs> I would be concerned. I mean, I guess he could probably make, like, you know, his arms into redwoods, but still, if Brute had, like, cut abs and, like, like yeah. bulging biceps, I would be a little nervous. I'd be surprised. That is yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be surprised at one of my favorite actors in these movies and one of my favorite characters, too, the great supporting role of Ned Leeds, oh, played by yes. Jacob Batalon <laughs> from the Spider-Man movies. If he showed up super jacked, because he's a bigger guy. Yeah. He's a bigger guy, yeah. and he is such a great ally to Peter Parker, kind of a civilian role. In the comic books, the character he plays is named Ned Leeds. And Ned is a bit more fit, and he ends up kind of becoming one of the men who was dressing up like the Hobgoblin. So he becomes sort of like a, but he was kind of framed. And so he has an interesting mm-hmm. sort of sort of more soap opera-y backstory with Peter Parker and, and other people in their sort of social circles. I would be blown away <laughs> if people that were making the MCU were like, yeah, Jacob, we need you to get super jacked. Right. You're going to be the bad guy. I'd be like, what? Yeah, he's the guy in the chair. Yeah. Leave him alone. He's the guy in the right. chair. That's great. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, I like yep. your answer best, but I'm going to give a point to Hector anyway, because <laughs> wow. you. All right. That's <laughs> oh, fine. Oh, man. That's I'm fine. never going to be invited back. Everybody's going to hate me. All right. No, it's, Tr- only, because, it's Trust only because I'm the judge. That's I'm right. I'm judge jury. <laughs> Question number two. Disney Plus is developing a movie about kids that turn into their Halloween costumes, which is also just a Goosebumps book. <laughs> yep. What did yep. I read? Like it's a hundred percent. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, it's it a haunted mask. I read that one. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. What the yeah. Goosebumps book is. Anyway, it, yeah. what Halloween costume that you guys wore as a kid would you least want to turn into? Oh, for me, uh, as a as a really small kid, like a five year old, me and my sisters and my uh, cousins all dressed up as California raisins. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I could so see, good. you remember they had a hot minute where like the California Raisins had yeah. like a Christmas special and like a TV show. So I yeah. would say for a variety of reasons, not the least of which the uh, the appearance of a grown man with that type of like uh, yeah. appearance might be problematic. Really? And, yeah, yeah. With the, and it was, I think we used garbage bags for the raisins. That would be very suffocating, I think, you know. So uh, for me, the California Raisins being a lifestyle would be difficult. If you did it now, you'd yeah. just look like a giant testicle. That's right. Yeah. And that's some people do say that is what I look like. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Right. Tommy, stop. Uh, I, when I when I was a kid, my mom made me a custom uh, made uh, costume for one of my favorite cartoon characters. But if I were to turn into this character today, I would hate my life. And that character was Daffy Duck. My mom made me a Daffy Duck costume oh, nice. with like a custom like wow. like bill that came out. So I had like a like a hat that I put on, and then cool. I had like a black costume and the sort of like orange like yeah. leggings, and oh, I was cool. Daffy Duck. But 
Daffy Duck, I love Daffy Duck. I would hate to be Daffy Duck. Everybody hates Daffy yeah. Duck. He's awful. He, he gets, gets shot in the face yeah. constantly. <laughs> he gets shit on nonstop. Yeah. I would I would want to be Bugs, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, because he's a he's a stinker. He's the guy in control. You know, he's yeah. able to mess with people. But Daffy Duck is perpetually not learning the right lessons. Aww. And uh and and going through the world, people would be like, what is this? Looney Tunes back in action? Get out of here, Daffy Duck. <laughs> And I'd be like, come on, let me on the studio. I work at Warner Brothers. They'd be like, we don't understand how a cartoon can be walking around. This makes no sense. And I'd probably be captured by the government or killed because I it should not exist. I would be an abomination to nature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a really good answer. Uh, Eric? Um, I'm trying to think. When I dressed up in Halloween costume, my parents are a bit older. I'm, like, the youngest of five, so they would never, like, bother to figure out what I was going to wear. So I would just, like, put on, like, a ski mask and be like, I'm a burglar! I'm a robber! And I, uh, but no one could tell it was me, so I think I ran to some neighbors who were trick-or-treating. They're like, who are you? And they were my older sister Katie's friends, so I said, I'm Katie's sister. But I meant to say Katie is my sister, so that's all I remember for Halloween. But <laughs> that that saying that has given me so much social anxiety over the years, just yeah. that confusion. And the idea, I've had so many stress dreams in which I'm a criminal, in which I'm a burglar, or which like I'm on, I've murdered someone. So yeah. I, I would not want to turn into like a real life uh, criminal because I sure. think Put that- your hands in the air, put your hands in the air. Yeah. I'm Katie's sister, I'm, I'm Katie's, Katie's sister. sister. <laughs> and they shoot me in the face, they're like, her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your your costume is Katie's sister. That's right. <laughs> I'm Katie's Lord. sister. I'm Katie's okay. sister. No, California's no, no. gold. It's, <laughs> it's like the Santa Claus where I just grow long hair and yeah, yeah, yeah. I play volleyball. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, I I liked Eric's answer the best, but oh. I'm still gonna give Hector the the road. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, this is great. I'm just, <laughs> Hector feels bad, but he shouldn't because I'm the villain no. here. The answer That's to right. question one, topic one, is who's the villain? It's really me. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah! Ah! Last one, guys. A guy in full Dark Knight Joker cosplay <laughs> was seen riding a jet ski in the East River in New York City. In your best Joker voice, what would he say while riding that jet ski? So in Florida, uh, we associate jet skis as like the number one mortal enemy to manatees because oh, uh, jet- yeah. people on jet skis just rent them. They don't obey no wake zones. They don't give a shit. They'll just go run over these poor endangered sea oh. cows that are beautiful and sweet yeah. and eat lettuce. Um, but uh, so I would imagine jo- uh, Joker uh, taking a jet ski down the St. John's River, running over a manatee and going, you want to know how you got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Joker on a jet ski would go like this. And here we go. Oh. And then just oh. it looks like you let the jet ski go. Yeah. He, well. he swims. Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, mine uh, would be uh, Sad Boy Joker from Joker movie. And he would say... My mother always told me I was the best jet skier. That's great. And they would smile and they'd be like, hey man, can you just get off the jet ski with someone else else ride it? And then he would shoot them. Nice. Good. Um, I actually liked uh, Eric and Hector's the best and Tommy's the best. But guess what? All three of these go to Hector. Wow, it's a blowout. Hector, you don't have to do four more, but but what do all of these rogies turn into? Uh, well, I'm going to need some help from Tommy. Tommy, can you help me out? One of them yeah. turned into this book. Read the cover. <laughs> Jackie Chan, never grow up. It's the story of Jackie Chan as a little boy in London who is sprinkled with fairy dust and travels to a faraway land of Neverland where it's nothing but martial arts from there, baby. Watches Jackie Chan. Battles the treacherous Captain Jet Lee in a battle between good and evil. <laughs> Jackie Chan, Never Grow Up from Random House. This book retails at $74 <laughs> and is autographed by the author. Uh, guys, that's it. That's it for Rogue Theory. Uh, Eric, you had one, two, three, four, five rogies. Tommy, you had four rogies. Uh, but Hector had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten rows. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Rigged. None of none of you f- 
Hawks ever stood a chance. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate my win to Eric and Tommy. That's what I'm oh, doing right yes. now. I'm splitting it up. Yeah, you, you deserve it. You deserve it. You just I'll did the Mean Girls uh, tiara crack, and we each yeah, get a yeah, piece. Yeah. Don't forget, that's right. I'm, I'm the real villain, and Hector is the hero. Uh, yes. Guys, that's it for this episode of Rogue Theory. So thank you to our guest, Unky Tommy. Thank you for having me. Tommy, where can we find you on online? You can find me online in the darkest corners of the deep web, uh, at Tommy Bechtold. Just like my name is spelled, it's not pronounced Bechtold. It's not pronounced Bitchtold, like the guy who called my house the other day <laughs> wanted to pronounce it. It's Bechtold. Like Bechtold, you a story. Great. <laughs> Uh, and as always, thank you, Eric Voss. Thank you, thank you. It's been great. And uh, keep an eye on the channel this week. We got some great stuff like uh, original X-Men breakdown. I'm not going to be saying the director's Ooh. name during that video, but I'll be talking about Hugh yes. Jackman and uh, Charles Xavier, <laughs> uh, Patrick Stewart plenty. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yep. And uh, Hector, guys, give it up for Hector. Our first Yay! time. Woo! What a great... What a great guest. What great theories. So much fun. Uh, Hector, so much where can fun. we find you? You can follow me on the internet on Twitter and Instagram at Hector is funny. And uh, thank you guys so much for having me. This was an absolute blast. Yeah. Of course. Um, Hector, what was your wish? Did you do a wish or no? Whoa. My wish? Yeah. For coronavirus to be over. For coronavirus <laughs> to be right. over. Why right. would I wish for anything else? We've been waiting for someone yeah. to wish for that in an episode. Yeah. Now yeah. we'll finally Yeah, because pull somebody Jumanji'd us. Because <laughs> somebody just All really right. Jumanji'd the hell out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great. Well, Hector Hector won, but he he asked for a wish that I cannot grant. But maybe <laughs> if we all wish hard enough. Wait, I have an extra, a separate wish. Okay, okay, yeah. Marina, I wish that Marina would tell us her favorite line from the movie Blade. Okay, great. Oh. <laughs> great. Uh, my, my favorite line from the movie Blade is, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> this is the sound of a... <laughs> Whatever. That, I'm not it's bad at gun true. sounds, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Listen, guys. Whistler hasn't been cast in the That's MCU right. yet. That's it right. should be Marina Mastros. Get on yes. it, Figers. Ah, yes. Oh, what a dream. Oh, my God. Hector, <laughs> what a dream. Oh, I would die. I would die. Guys, thanks for listening to Rogue Theory on the podcast and watching it on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to Rogue Theory podcast feed and stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and other shows. Follow us on Twitter at New Rockstars and hit that subscribe button and Keep coming back. We're going to be here. But thankfully for everybody else, I won't be hosting all the time. So oh, it's anyone's oh, no. game. It's anyone's oh. game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.